0: Uh, Bible reading today is from Psalm 130, it says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord, more than watchman for the morning, more than watchman for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. So far the reading. Thanks for that, Alex. So as you and I look out into 2023, what is your heart crying out for? What do you long to see and experience this year? Uh, I was recently speaking to someone who uh, they were beginning a new job uh, this year. They uh, were hoping to start this new role that would be different to the one that they uh, were currently doing at the time, uh, which was going to be a lot more suitable to their family who would no longer have to work late nights but could uh, work during the day and that would suit his family situation and and actually this job would provide for him uh, a bit of a fresh start really, Uh, something to give a go, a different uh, career path and uh, I guess that's something I can relate to as well having begin myself a new role in 2023. Now of course not all of us are beginning new jobs this year uh, but all of us here today will have our perhaps our own outlook our own unique thoughts and perspectives on what the year ahead might look like are you feeling positive about the year ahead or are you maybe even hesitant apprehensive maybe even this morning you come downcast depressed thinking about the year ahead if i think about the last few years uh, for us as a nation as a people It's certainly been a little bit rocky, I think you'd agree with me, to say the least, whether it's coming out of COVID lockdowns, illnesses, the economic woes and troubles, floods, the war in Ukraine and the many tremors that that has sent throughout the world. Maybe for you this morning, as you think of the year ahead, maybe you're just kind of hoping for a bit of a, a quieter year, one that is free from any significant issues or troubles or maybe you're here this morning and you're actually a bit more on the front foot you're actually kind of upbeat you have your own uh, a bit of drive about you some goals some aspirations for 2023 maybe you want to start a new line of study or a course maybe you wish to go exploring some new places that you haven't been to before a house to buy or rent maybe starting your own business Maybe you actually have some personal faith goals where you want to go that next step with, with God and, and grow deeper in your faith and in serving Him this year. Well, as we come to Psalm 130 this morning, we find that there is a specific hope that our psalmist is, is longing for, something that he wants to share with us, wants, to, wants us to have the same hope and aspirations we think of the future and look to the future. Well, what is this hope? What is this thing that he wants us to experience with him? Well, verse, right at the end of our psalm, verses 7 and 8, comes and tells us. It's, he has this hope in the Lord and his redemption. As we consider God's redemption this morning for a few moments, uh, and think about... Uh, that in light of the message of the Bible as a whole, what we find is it's a redemption that far exceeds any earthly redemption or, or thing that we might hope for as we look to the future. And for us to begin to experience this redemption for ourselves and, and have a hope in it, there are three things that we're going to learn from our psalm this morning that the psalmist really wants us to know about this redemption. And so let's just dive into that this, this morning. I, I encourage you to keep your Bibles open as we come through this, read through this psalm together. Uh, and the first is this. He, he wants us to understand that it's a redemption that you and I need and has a need of spiritual freedom at its very core. Uh, in our culture today, as we uh, think of redemption and The word redeem, I wonder what comes to your mind. If I were to ask any of the children here, what do you think that redeem means? You might not have an idea. Uh, In our culture today, I think maybe one thing that at least comes to my mind is redeeming a gift voucher or a gift card where you exchange uh, the value on your card for some goods or services. Or maybe you think of the idea of redeeming yourself. Maybe that comes to mind. Maybe you know someone who has had to kind of try and make up for some past failure or mistake that they've made in the past. Maybe you're here today being that one person, feeling that you've made a big mistake and you're just trying to make up for it somehow. You're wanting to redeem yourself. Or maybe you think of experiencing redemption in the sense of being set free from something. Like a prisoner who is redeemed out of prison, being set free from their imprisonment. Well, all these things together, some ways do actually relate to the biblical idea of redemption. But perhaps that last one is, is most helpful, where the biblical idea of redemption speaks of its own kind of freedom. And according to our psalm this morning, most centrally centrally, the freedom from the guilt of sin that hangs over humanity. We see this in the opening verses of our psalm. It says the psalmist cries out, he says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Why was the psalmist crying out so desperately like this? Well, we read on, we find out. He says, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness of sins. Here the psalmist knows deep down themselves to be a sinner in need of mercy and forgiveness. And he desperately wants to be free from that burden and the condemnation that his sin brings upon him. As we look out into our world today, the idea and the human felt need of freedom, I would say, is very very widely felt. It's a desire that we all have in some shape or form. I think there's a deep desire in our culture to be freed, to be set free from various things. Maybe it's the freedom from hurtful or toxic relationships that are negatively impacting your life. Uh, We hear often of the idea of getting financial freedom from overbearing debt or getting out of the rat race. Certainly, a concern for many with rising interest rates this year that don't seem to be stopping anytime soon. Maybe it's freedom from a stressful job or a work colleague or a boss who mistreats you. Maybe it's freedom from health issues or illnesses that you're facing. Uh, I've often heard over the last few years the constant thought that. Mental health struggles, anxiety, depression and the like is rampant in our community today. And there is also a, a notion of freedom amongst some who want to be free from our faith heritage as a nation. Free from the constraints and shackles of religion and any traditional beliefs of morality. For some people that, that, that feels like a shackle. Well, whatever it is for each of us here today, the reality is that in all all of us, I think, can relate to this idea of of wanting to be free and that feeling. And our psalm, though, reminds us that all these things that we might feel and want freedom from are actually symptoms of a much deeper imprisonment and thing that we need freedom from. And that is our imprisonment. Sin and it's not until the Holy Spirit comes and pricks the human heart that you become aware of this deeper need, a need to be freed from indwelling sin and what this sin means between you and your Creator. It's not until the Holy Spirit makes you aware that you need to be washed on the inside out, made pure and right again, and to be made worthy to stand again before your Creator. And a holy God. If you, O oh Lord, should mark iniquities, oh Lord, who could stand, says the psalmist? This is what the psalmist is getting at. The point is, humanity in our sin, we're not worthy to stand before God. The referee, is, metaphorically speaking, has blown the whistle and said, Get off the field, you're out. Scripture makes it clear time and time again that ever since the fall in Genesis 3, it's in our our very nature to rebel against God and his ways. In a sense, then, true spiritual freedom can be described uh, not as being free to be yourself, as our culture tells us, but rather being free from being our true selves, if that makes sense. That is, being free from our true sinful selves. I wonder if you are here today having experienced this for yourself, really coming to terms with that burden of sin. But your heart has truly been convicted by the Holy Spirit of that weight of sin. Uh, I once read once, I can't remember where, of a story uh, of a young person who was quipping against uh, an evangelist, saying to the evangelist, what is the weight of my sin? Is it one kilo, ten kilos, a hundred kilos? I don't feel the weight of my sin. How can I be sinful? To this, the evangelist replied, saying, If you place 400 kilos on a corpse, tell me, will that dead body feel the weight? The youth replied, Well, no, because it's dead. So the evangelist said, So it is with every person who is dead in sin without Jesus. They can't sense the weight of sin because they are spiritually dead. When we are made alive unto Christ and know him, we also are made aware of our sin by the Holy Spirit. The road to experiencing God's redemption begins with coming to terms with our true need for the forgiveness of sins. This certainly relates to every believer too for us this morning. For although you and I, if you're a Christian believer here this morning, you, we don't stand condemned before God because of Christ. We're reminded that God's work of redemption, though, is yet to be made complete in us. Our sinful nature is yet to be fully done away with, and our sanctification yet to be made complete. As we head into 2023, I think our psalm really prompts us, pricks our hearts to see if we're heading into the year with a, a soft heart. Do not harden your hearts, we read earlier from Psalm 95. So uh, is, let me just ask you this morning, is your heart soft to the Lord's work in you? Are you called to God's mercy and grace? I mean, if you are, that's a, that's a perilous position to be heading in. And being in, will you head into 2023 open to God working in you, or are you resistant to His ongoing work of restoration? I think anything, if anything, our psalm teaches us a real attitude. I, I think of the Christian life of of having a humble and contrite heart before God. That that should just be something that's rampant amongst God's people. An attitude of Always setting ourselves before God uh, with the right attitude. And, and we see that right in our psalm. The second thing that we learn from our psalm about redemption and, our, uh, and, and about experiencing for ourselves is this. For God's people, not only is it a redemption that we need, but it's a redemption That's the second point that I want to explore with us from our psalm this morning. For it is our redemption that is secured for us through Christ. Uh, If you read the title of our psalm this morning, it says it's a song of ascents. Where ancient Israelites would have sung these songs as they traveled up to Jerusalem to worship in the temple and partake of their yearly holy festivals. And verse 5 and 6, we read there, we see this uh, expression of this future hope and deep longing that these Israelites would have had for God's coming redemption, found in the promises found in Scripture. It says there, verse 5 and 6, let me read them again. It says, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. For the morning. At the time of writing, Israel had already somewhat experienced what it was like to be redeemed. The most primary example of this is the Exodus account, where Israel was saved from out of Egypt. If I read Exodus 6 6, there, God said to Moses, He said, Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from uh, <clears throat> from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. Further on in Israel's history, uh, because of their stubborn sin, Israel were cast off into exile uh, by the Assyrian and Babylonian empires to the north. And once again, Israel, after that, experienced somewhat of a redemption where 70 years later, these exiles returned once again to the land and rebuilt the nation. But their redemption from sin was still yet to be fully theirs. Our psalm paints then a picture of waiting like a watchman. This imagery of a watchman relates to a guard who is on duty at night. Maybe we think of a a security guard uh, in modern day terms who is doing night duty. Where these guards in ancient times would sit up on their high towers and look out over the city wall into the night, looking out for any danger that's coming towards the city. Maybe there's a, a, a foreign army coming to overthrow the city and they're watching out for any dangers that are on the horizon. These watchmen simply longed to see the dawn come because they knew that the danger of night was over. What was long hoped for by Israel, though, is now a present reality for believers. 2,000 years ago, there was a much more triumphant morning that dawned, that changed everything for God's people. Much more than the relief felt by these watchmen on duty that morning. Or even the joy of a new morning for us today. And starting the dawn of a new year. For this day 2,000 years ago was the day where our hope became realized. And our redemption secured. The day of Christ's victorious uh, rising from the dead having also paid the price of sin on the, on the cross at that time. In Mark 10.45, Jesus says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Likewise, in Ephesians 1.7, Paul there says, In him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses." According to the riches of his grace. Uh, On the cross, Jesus received the power of God's outstretched arm against him, receiving God's judgment and his wrath against sin for what sin justly deserved. And now, for every believer who trusts in Jesus, he, he makes his own. What Colossians 1 says is true for us, if you're a believer. It says there in Colossians 1 from verse 13 and verse 14, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. I mean, that's just a wonderful picture, isn't it? Being, being delivered out of this whole encompassing realm of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus. That is a glorious picture few verses there to read but i want you to notice with me who has actually achieved this freedom for us i mean it's christ himself is it not we think of our culture today our culture really puts the onus on you and me it says you do it you redeem yourself that's what our culture says you be the best you But God's good news of redemption is that it is part of that is is God's act. He is the one who has achieved it for us. And if we turn back to our psalm, our psalm just makes that crystal clear for us. Salvation is is God's doing. It's, It's not our own. We can't save ourselves. Our psalm says, I cry to you. Wait for the Lord. In his word, I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel. Uh, I think for believers, it is perhaps easy for us at times to get bogged down in our sin. But in those moments, remember that your salvation is not up to you. The weight and that condemnation that the devil sends to us and says, you're not good enough, or you are condemned still. They are, these are lies that are uh, spoken to us. It's important to remember Romans 8.1 in such a time where Paul says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who, who are in Christ Jesus. And so, fellow Christian, as you head into the year together, will you rest in God, knowing that your redemption is found in Christ and His work on the cross? Our psalm calls us to stop trying to, fit, trying to earn our own salvation, but to rest in Jesus. And that is a wonderful thing for us to spiritually digest this morning. There's one more thing that we can learn from our psalm about this work of redemption. And that is, it's something that you and I hope for. Yes, it's a redemption that is ours today. Yes, Christ's death and resurrection is a past event. It happened. Yes, God has given every believer new life through the power of the Holy Spirit. But actually, just like those ancient Israelites, we too wait for our final redemption. For our redemption has yet to be made complete in every way. In this way, as we head into the year, we ought to long for and indeed expect to God uh, expect God to rock up at our doorstep, to experience His presence more fully this year, and the joyful fear of Him, of knowing Him as our Lord, King, and Saviour. I mean, is your heart expecting to experience more of God this year? I mean, God is not done yet with you. There is more work that he is going to accomplish in your life. Indeed, more of himself for him to pour out upon you and in you. But furthermore, as Christians, we have a future horizon hope for. Uh, In Ephesians 4 uh, verse 30, the Apostle Paul there, uh, in the middle of a paragraph, really encouraging godly behavior until our final redemption, it says this, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Uh, What is this day of redemption? Well, he's not referring to actually Christ's resurrection, but Christ's second coming here, a future day of salvation and judgment, when God will bring heaven to earth in all its fullness and glory, and all will be held to account at God's judgment seat for how we've lived. And only those found in Christ will be standing upright before the Lamb of God. As we head into 2023, it is not wrong for us to hope that God will, in his mercy and wisdom, grant us deliverance from temporal, earthly struggles. So often, uh, Israel, uh, like Israel, who were freed from physical slavery, God can and often does free you from earthly struggles. You might think of King David. How many times was King David saved out of King Saul's hand? Or even Jesus himself, before he went to the cross, there were often times where he was saved from the persecution of the crowds. He could just slip to the crowds because it wasn't yet his time. But God doesn't promise to free us from all earthly struggles, not yet. As you and I continue to live in this fallen world, our passage then is a timely reminder to hope and long for this final day of redemption. When soul and body will be redeemed. Indeed, the whole world will be too. Just like watchmen then who are on active duty, we, you and I are to wait actively as we wait for this final day to finally dawn. Yes, God's redemption is His doing. But this doesn't mean in any way that our response to His work of redemption should be... What does an active response look like, according to our psalm? Well, verse 7 and 8 gives us the answer. It's telling others about the hope that we have in Jesus. Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord, says our psalmist. Hope in Jesus ought to be the cry of the church in 2023. Is that your cry this year? The only question that remains is whether you yourself have cried out to the Lord in the first place. Do you know this, uh, his redemption for yourself? Do you know yourself to be a forgiven sinner? One of whom your sin won't be charged against you, but charged on Christ's account? Have you come to the end of yourself being willing to throw your lot in with Jesus, to give up your sinful life and turn to Jesus for the forgiveness of sins? Is your heart soft and humble, willing to recognize your need for his mercy and to cry out to him this morning? I pray that you might. Amen. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, it is such a privilege, Father, for us to be counted amongst your sheep, to be counted amongst those that you have redeemed out of slavery. From slavery to our sins, slavery to sinful ways, and, and actually a life that is cut off from you. That you went to the nth degree to save us, to redeem us. Father, may our hearts be warm to that this morning. And may that actually encourage us that as we head into 2023, whatever the future holds, we can hope in this. This is a rock-solid hope, this hope of redemption, that you will work in us. And indeed, redeem all things one day for your glory. Father, I pray, Lord, that if there's anyone amongst us who... uh, is isn't a Christian yet, doesn't believe in Jesus, that indeed, Holy Spirit, would you graciously work in their hearts? Would they come to understand and see their great need for mercy and forgiveness? Father, would you graciously show them your ways and point them to you? And Father, for those of us, Lord, who are struggling with perhaps even really difficult temporal earthly struggles that feel like that they are trapping us, and weighing us down, Lord. Father, if it is your will, we pray that you would set us free from these things too. But if you're in your mercy and your wisdom, Lord, the answer is no. Father, may we have a hope that is from you, knowing that one day it is a yes. That all things one day will be made right. And Lord, may we as people then shine with this hope of redemption and then that others around us, as we go about our lives, would see that there is something different about us. Our outlook is rock solid because of our hope in Jesus. Now may that so naturally come out of us that others see their own need for the gospel and the joy of what it is to know you as our God and Redeemer. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.